Gentlemen, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hey, John. Hey, Dan. I did that right this time. You did it. You nailed it. Even with the blank piece of paper in front of you. Just off the cuff. No, I have this one that went through the oh. the dryer and then went in the bucket of <laughs> uh, AC water, everything. Well, I'm glad that you finally got it memorized. I know. It only took 50. 50 second episodes of Charm. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That would, my wife would say, you remembered it after I told you 52 times. Yes. Yeah, well, now you did. Yeah. Good for you. So how's it going? Good. You look really ridiculous with that I, small chair there. I know. I have, <laughs> I, I have a tiny chair and I'm literally like a foot and a half shorter than everyone else. I'm taking a picture. That's got to go on Facebook. It's Thanks. Just, it's just John shoulders and head. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's all we got. And Dan, we have uh, we have a guest in studio. I know. It's, it's so awesome. It's like a real person. I know. It's like we can talk to people in, in person. Hi, Nicole. Hi. So we've got Nicole King of Nicole Lynn Outdoors. Yes. And I just I just checked on Facebook, and oh, that good. sounds I'm actually correct. You. And yes. guess yes. what? You said it right. I know. Uh, so I have, <laughs> he's I have a history of doing really bad names. So well, feeling also, pretty good. Also, he should not rely on me to give him names because I said it was Doug Glitterman, and he's I'm like he's like oh you didn't say Glitterman. What do you do? Glimmerveen? Glimmer. That's his name. Yeah, Glitterman. Yeah, you said, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know. It was you, wrong. You butchered Whatever it, it was, it was and wrong. who else did you butcher? Oh. I've, I, like I, just, I just said, I admitted that I'm not great yeah, at the You names. had her whole, her whole uh, Instagram handle, correct? I, well, I just looked. And then I took a picture of you, and then it was off the screen, so I had like 30 <laughs> seconds of panic. I'm like, okay, I'm going to say it the wrong way. Oh, you boy, could have just oh, been boy. like, and what's your Instagram handle again? <laughs> so everyone knows, because I could have just clarified. So <laughs> why Nicole Lynn and not Nicole King? Um, I honestly don't know. I don't even remember. I used to be like Nicole Lynn Zero because I don't think I wanted everyone to know my last name. Just starting out, I didn't ever expect my stuff to grow as much as it did, which it is. It's a good problem. But it's so far in now that like I can't change it. So sure, I'll just go with my middle name. It works. People find people obviously find you. (laughs) Yes. Well, you create some good content and. I mean, you do catch fish. That's an important thing. I was super excited because I've been following you, of course, on on mostly Facebook, a little bit on Instagram, yeah. um, and just the fish catches that you've been turning out, all the musky catches especially. Uh, I've never caught a musky. Oh. I hooked one once accidentally. That's usually how people do it, is always yeah. on accident. It's the bass and the walleye guys, always. It, it was a six-foot <laughs> ugly stick. and uh, I'm not talking to you anymore. I didn't know you at the time, John. I still am not talking to you anymore. I still have that rod. I use it to uh, pull things out of the ditch. I don't know. It's super strong. Ugly sticks are really strong. You can't break them. Yes, I would agree. You cannot break them. That was always the commercial. They put it in the dishwasher. His wife, the guy's wife put it in the dishwasher and then turned it on, and it came out, and he just smiled and went fishing. Yeah. yeah. There's a video of a guy who's pulling a go-kart with an ugly <laughs> stick. The go-kart's, like, spinning the tires. It's awesome. That's hilarious. I didn't land the I didn't land the fish. Obviously, it was strong enough to catch it, but or to hook it, not to land it. Not to land it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're catching muskies nonstop. It's it's been my best year by far, especially in the kayak. Um, my best year prior to this was I think 22 or 23 muskies, but it was in a combination of a boat and the kayak. And this year, I'm I think at 23, but. 22 of them have been out of the kayak. One was out of the boat, and of course it was when I was bass fishing. That <laughs> it ate my chatterbait. And it wasn't a big muskie by any means, but I'll take any muskie was I Was it an get. expensive chatterbait that it ruined, too? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it didn't ruin it. It was a jackhammer. Okay. So a $15 chatterbait, but it didn't wreck it. It it got hooked perfectly. So 
at 23 muskies. That is how insane. Do you, how do you land a muskie in a Yeah, that, in a okay, kayak. that's what I'm wondering because I would... Okay, Dan and I would probably tip our kayaks <laughs> over. I... I'll let you answer. Well, it, carefully, I guess. I, you know, I've fallen out of my kayak one time, and it was like when I first kind of got it, and I landed my PB bass. And it was when I went to grab the fish out of the net. I get what I call adrenaline drunk, kind of adrenaline stupid. I black out with like when I get excited, and I did not offset my weight at all. So I went to reach and get this bass out of the net, and the kayak started to like flip on me and I just was like oh I'm gonna jump out and I just like <laughs> fell out of the kayak so the whole thing wouldn't flip because I'm like if it flips right now my phone's at the bottom of the lake all my tackle is gonna be at the bottom of the lake I'm gonna lose this fish but I thought I'd lose the fish anyways swimming my kayak back to shore and it stayed on the entire time I, I kicked it a couple times when I was swimming <laughs> I'm sure I the was fish like, is like seriously <laughs> yeah it's like what's that H is going on right now it's like I'm trying to get away and uh, it was a disaster but I landed it I had to get go home the water was like 50 degrees it was early spring it was it was chilly but it was fun muskies they're just I don't know you just offset your weight I guess is the best way I can put it, it sounds easy but it's really do you pull them all the way in oh yeah look on look on facebook she like takes pictures of them yeah out of the net and most of them haven't been bad but i landed my first 50 last fall and that was the one fish i was like i'm never gonna get a picture with it because it was so heavy how do you get pictures with it do you have like your gopros way out so my GoPro's just, I have it looping a video five minutes constantly. So as soon as I get the fish in the net, I'll stop my video and then just restart it again. Mm. So it'll always save the last five minutes of footage. So then I just get all my pictures as like screenshots from my GoPro video. Oh. That's a smart way to do it. Is that's... this the kayak? Yes, that's the kayak. Oh. Yeah, this is not like the kind of kayak you'd expect for like going down the Crow River. See, I was thinking you'd no. be sitting like a, a lot lower too. Oh, no. Yeah. This one you sit up pretty high. Okay. Fishing kayaks are pretty legit. They're heavy too, aren't they? And mine's like 120 without all the gear in it. So, so it's, it's like, like a, as heavy as a canoe then. More than a canoe. More than a canoe. It's like it's like a, it's like an otter. It's like yeah, a flip I, over shell. Because it's probably roto-molded or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And this, I mean, have you seen them? Their seats are like legit. Yeah. And, and you've got all the electronics on it. Didn't you say um, you put a live scope on it? Well, I have a live scope, but it's in the ice bundle. But I bought all the stuff to hook it up like for the pole. Because I can't use the ice pole in the kayak. I probably could have, but it would have been just a pain. So I bought a special mount just for the side. So right now the ice mount is sitting like under my legs and it has to be sideways. And I've only fished with it in the kayak once, but like looking down between your legs and it's sideways is not like the easiest way. But but you landed fish doing it. I did land some really nice smallmouth using yeah. it and some nice panfish. That's that awesome. Cool. That's a whole different thing. I can't even imagine trying to fish out of a kayak. Well, personally, just because the amount of gear that I bring in my boat, I don't know if I could scale it down to a kayak level. It's hard. I I would imagine it's hard with longer rods, too. Yeah, I honestly don't think I'd ever use anything over an eight-foot rod. Then that's going to be musky fishing, just because figure-eighting and when you're trying to... How do you figure-eight then sitting down? I sit kind of sideways, like kitty wampus, and then just figure-eight... I could not sit like directly straight forward. And, yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Because the angles would be so hard, especially with a hook set. I just kind of sit like facing with my knees pointed like the direction I'm fishing and just do my figure eight. Sometimes an oval is a little easier depending what lure and the angle it's coming in at. Okay. Do you have the kayak with the, like the foot pedals? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's legit. 
It's what, was the, it like powered then? Like no, it's got but a it's trolling just, motor? No, oh. foot powered. I would love to get a trolling motor on it. Just yeah, because I've like seen the ones that's like, a, yeah, it's got like, I don't know. It's like the kind of pedals on a paddle boat, boat, except oh. for instead of circular, it's back and forth. Yeah, mine are like fins. So they just like kick back and forth, almost like a, like a penguin. How do you steer them? With a, just like a rudder on the side. Oh, okay. They're genius. They're really, they're super well designed. Well, I always thought for like the skinny water or like places where you really can't access with the boat, it'd be sweet. Or like early season, which all the fish are, you know, up in under five feet Mm -hmm. of water, it'd be pretty cool. Or if you just want to get out quick. And you don't have to buy gas. I mean, for your vehicle, you don't have to buy gas and it's... It's a lot less maintenance. You don't have to put miles on a new, or not miles, hours, hours on a new motor and yeah. all that winterizing it. I don't have to do any of that. I just throw it in the garage. And it probably stores in a garage a lot easier than a boat. Yeah, a lot less space. I probably could go fishing then. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> That's funny. He spent an entire season trying to figure out what gear was going to make the boat. I'd, I'd build custom rods for every rod <clears throat> spot. I would... Yeah, I mean, I, you know that Tommy just talked shit about that, but he literally spent all ice season collecting stuff and never used it. I used it. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like one time. I did, I did not use my hull because I didn't need to, but I used everything else. Once? A few times. On the I, same trip? I used the, uh, the Markham plenty yeah. of times. Uh, speaking of that, does your Markham have a Navionics chip in it? I bought one, and it has one in it, yes. Just wondering. Well, I, I have mis- yours, misplaced mine, and I just thought about maybe it's in your unit. No, no, mine was brand new. The Navionics chip, I would agree. Both. <laughs> what, did you give it to him? You never gave it to him. I don't remember. No, the one that the one that you got for me was brand new in the box. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, was there a Navionics chip in it? Just out of curiosity. I would say your dad probably took it. There is a high probability it's in his Hummingbird. He's been known to do that. Yeah, he's taken stuff. I mean, my brother stole the rear end out of my car, so. What? He, he stole the rear axle out of my car. Okay, wow. And put my car on jack stands and put the tires up to make it look like it was there, <laughs> but there was no rear axle. Oh, wow. How long did that take you to figure out? <laughs> a long time. Because when I went to push the car, I'm like, why does the car not move all of a sudden? I'm like, there's jack stands underneath the car. Where's my rear axle? I call him. He's like, yeah, I took it a couple of years ago. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to get mad. I'm just going to get even. I'd like it back, please. Yeah. Can you I feel like calling it? AAA, like, I don't know what's wrong with my vehicle. Like, well, I need a tow truck. <clears throat> this is a, a vehicle in a barn that he's working on. Oh, it's okay, not like okay. a garage. It's not in a barn. It's not a barn find. It would be a garage So find. it wasn't just like your daily vehicle no, that like, he I just like showed up and was like, I'm just going to take this for fun. No. Okay, good. No, that <laughs> would like be that even, It'll be two years more. to figure it out. Yeah, that would have been more fun. I could see my brother doing that, though. Just take like your rear axle out of the truck. April Fool's prank. That's a big April Fool's prank. <laughs> yeah, you would be not the right person to steal that from. No, because I would probably come unglued. It'd probably be the little straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, you probably wouldn't notice that it was your brother by the time you got done dumping a mag on him. I'm in the middle of or the... Be- <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I'm in the, the middle of a, an elaborate prank right now with the uh, Robbinsdale free blockbuster. Have I told you guys about this yet? Is it the Matrix 2? This is this is the best. So a good friend of mine is a Matrix. Uh, he's a Matrix fan. He loves the Matrix. Okay, so his friend went to a pawn shop and bought 152 copies of the Matrix Reloaded, stuffed them in his car for him to find later. So he did the same thing to me. Well, they just opened up a 
free blockbuster right by where I work, which is basically like an old Star Tribune newspaper box, like one of those lending libraries, you know, take a movie, leave a movie, whatever. So every day I work, I've been adding one extra Matrix Reloaded. So the first, first day was one Matrix Reloaded. Second day was two. Third day was three. I'm up to seven now. <laughs> every, time they, every time they go there, it's like extra Matrix Reloaded. I'm just waiting for them to comment on it. Is, so, it on, is it like a digital thing? Like, is there some sort of website or app? Yeah, if you look up the free, free blockbuster Robbinsdale... I thought you were saying you were going to take the other DVDs out of their cases and put no. the Matrix that's in That's what I was thinking. No. I'm like, that's, yeah. that, that, would that would be something. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why is it all in the Matrix? Am I in the Matrix? I'd be if, freaking out. If anyone out. hears from Robbinsdale and sees, sees the free Robbinsdale blockbuster on 36th and West Broadway, I've been adding a Matrix Reloaded every day that I work. So you can see right there. There's like seven copies of the Matrix Reloaded right there. That's some uh, interesting. Finding Nemo is a good movie. <laughs> they got some good stuff Space in there. Space Chimps. Mm. Not worth your time. Yeah, Not worth your time. Nope. If you could nope. just put a Matrix Reloaded inside of all those other cases, though, but like leave the other DVD, but put that one on top of it. So when they get home and they initially open it, they're like, what the heck? Am I could, I I could do that. that. You, yes. could, you could put all of the other DVDs but in I, your cases of Matrix Reloaded. That's, you could just mess with people. See, I, I go in and out so quick, though, like, because apparently the guy who runs this thing lives close by, so I'm so paranoid that I'm going to get busted every time I go there. Why? So, You're adding to it. <laughs> I, I have not taken a DVD yet, but I try to just get in and out as quick as I can. I might give you a copy of The Matrix Reloaded. I, I have one. Do you? It was so funny when he, his car was literally So I remember that, and this. I didn't understand it at all. I just thought you guys were really weird that night. No, it was hilarious. It was The Matrix DVD dump. Yeah. <laughs> This is how so, our conversations go really yeah. awry from fishing. That's totally fine. Train of thought. Train of thought. <laughs> so, I was hey, say, if, anyone, if anyone knows the guy who runs the, the free Robinsdale blockbuster, tell him to listen to the show. Tell him to enjoy his Matrix Reloaded DVDs. Yeah. It, it wasn't a bad show. I liked the first one. I liked Reloaded. I, I liked the third one. It's or the, the one the first that had one. the, uh, Mal, what is it, his name, the Malkovician or something like that? The Oracle? No, no, no. The guy, the French guy. <laughs> the French guy. Oh... I own 152 copies of it and never haven't you watched haven't it. You haven't watched it? Well, I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> it's so. pretty good. It is pretty good. Is it kid appropriate? No. Oh. Super not kid appropriate. I, I don't. I We watch, I mean, when I was watching, uh, what's the Canadian comedy with Bubbles? Trailer Park Trailer Boys. Trailer Park Boys. With my son. He was like four. I also didn't realize he was absorbing all of that. And he says, Mom, make me meatloaf. I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I did something wrong. I was like, is that from Wedding the Wedding Crashers, or is that from? Oh no, it's it's from Bubbles. <laughs> that is from Wedding Crashers, though. It is, but it's also in Trailer Park oh. Boys because they're making fun of Wedding Crashers. Gotcha. I watched the first season. And Letter Kenny like you, is also not an appropriate show. He talks too fast. It's hard to pick up. Yeah, I, it's just fine. All Canadians think that show's not funny. No, a lot of Canadians like it. No, they do not think it's funny. They they're like, <clears throat> we don't talk like this. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you do. All of you. The whole country. The Canadian man Rush thinks it's funny. They live in America. No, they don't. Nice. <laughs> okay, let's get All back right. to fishing. I like fishing. Fishing's fun. I was going to say, when I was in the Boundary Waters many years ago, we hooked into a pike. That was scary. Like, we were glad when it came off. A big pike? Yeah, because it was like, I see you landing these fish in your kayak, and we had that hooked up. It was me and Steve and another guy, three of us in a canoe. And this pike, I don't know how big it was, but big enough to make us go, let's, 20, let's 20, hope it falls off. 26 inches. 
And we happened to be in Canada accidentally. So we wanted to get out of there. Could you? No, you weren't. You weren't in Canada. How do, how do you accidentally Never. go to Canada? <laughs> have you been to the Boundary Waters? Yes. Like it's, yeah, you have there's a, no marking. You have a thing called a map. Could you port yeah, as your like kayak? 97. There was no GPS. Would that be possible? Oh, do you have those little carts for kayaks? I have the cart. Oh. So like if it's not super rough terrain, yes. Yes. And I do some like walking lakes with it. But if it's like rough terrain, no, probably not. Wouldn't work out. I, it'd be, I could probably do it, but I wouldn't have any fun. Because then you have all your gear in it sure. when you do that, and it's still going to be so heavy. Like a two or three tripper, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Portaging's not easy. So how do you, okay, I'm going to ask a dumb question, because this is really, this is my question that's going through my brain. How would you consolidate your tackle enough? I mean, like, how much tackle can you bring in that thing? Um, like, so do you have to be like, okay, I have three Plano 3700s, plus three bags of gear and maybe a couple hundred pounds of tungsten. And two Malunas. <laughs> yeah, and two Malunas. Well, so... <laughs> and one of those bobber coolers because oh I gosh. can't put all the stuff in the Malunas. I mean, you could probably bring like a sun dolphin and just tie it to the back and you could you put go. a lot of gear in that too. Pull a tube behind you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a terrible idea. You should have saw me last week and I had to drag a trailer with to bring all this stuff up north. And none of my stuff actually fit in the truck or the trailer. But I imagine you are going technique specific right when you're going out not necessarily so like i have a lakewood in the back of my kayak that's like a stand up and it holds plano boxes and it can hold eight plano boxes and i don't bring all of them so like the very top shelf of my lakewood is like an open container and you can put planos in it or you can just throw stuff that's like my throw all for the lures i'm going to use the most bottom is going to be all planos i bring a little bit of everything i'll have a plano of bucktails a plano of rubber baits like bulldogs and one with tubes and then just kind of whatever other type of thing i would want i don't know what a lakewood is uh lakewood tackle boxes it's is it, pretty, the, it sounds legit they are Where awesome have you been? they're amazing tackle right cases here. they Wait. have gun and boat i mean i'm wearing I mean, a shirt well i mean like. i can see your shirt but i don't know what that means <laughs> so they have like they're hard cases but they have a soft shell on the outside um if they're completely zipped up and you like lose it out of your boat it'll float Really? I did not. So I have a, I have a lake with the, I don't know, it's a small musky box, but it's, yep. it's like 12, 15 lures. Which yeah. I learned with musky tackle, if I just bring 12 lures, I only change 12 times during the day. If I bring 100 lures, all I do is change because I'm like, what does this one do? What does this one do? I don't remember this one. See, I'll bring like 100 lures and I'll only use three all day yeah. long. And it's just like, why do I keep buying lures? Because <laughs> I only use the same ones because you, you use what you're confident in. And I've gotten good over the years. Is it that one? The Magnum? Yes. Yep. I think Magnum cool. top shelf. Yeah, they're they're pretty legit. Their ice rod cases are legit. Yeah, their um, ice cases are amazing. So I, I've seen people do like whole front deck, like like a whole set of boxes up there. Because mm-hmm. you uh, can stand on them. That one, the Magnum top shelf, oh, I don't think you can really stand it. on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but their other musky boxes, you can, the way they're built, you can stand on them as like extra deck space. That's genius. Yeah. That's not the same thing that Nick Linder was talking about for his musky box. He's got just-in-case boxes. Those are, yeah. like, hard plastic, hard, and they, like, stay. You yeah. don't take them in and out, and I, I have a li- So I've had a just-in-case box for pushing 12, uh, probably 10 years, 12 years, and I've noticed I got a little bit of cracking now because I think I have a, you know, stuff only lasts so long, mm-hmm. and I think the soft side might actually last a little longer. Yeah, but like Lakewoods, they're they're made in the U.S. and they have like a lifetime warranty on them. No, these look legit. Yeah, their gun cases are pretty sweet too. Really? I think it's Lakewood.com. 
Yeah, I'm on it. Lakewoodproducts.com. 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 It's kind of like Dick Sporting Goods. Never, you have to In, say. You got make sure you put Sporting Goods. Yep, make sure you yeah. put Sporting Goods you because sporting if you goods. just put Dicks.com, you get a whole different website. Yeah, and then you have to, you know, wipe your computer down. It's yeah. Really good. You got to <laughs> instantly no to just go, oop, I'm going to hit You're off. You're going to get weird emails for the rest <laughs> for of the your life. For the rest of your life, yeah. Yep. You're like, crap, I knew I did this wrong. <laughs> just drop it off at the pawn shop next to Hunter Biden's. Just, just, just burn it. Wash your hands of it. No one's going to ever look at this. They just have a little Hunter Biden slot. They <laughs> just, just drop gonna, it in. It just no one's going to ever care what this is. It's not going to blow up in my dad's face in two years. It won't be a problem. <laughs> that is very important web, web surfing uh, etiquette. It's I just, just wanted a fishing lure. <laughs> <laughs> no, these look legit. They are very legit. How do you transport your kayak? So I put it in the bed of my truck, and I have to have my tailgate down. I actually... It took me two years or like a year and a half of research to pick out the kayak I wanted, and then I bought my truck so I could buy my kayak. Oh, so I bought a house like I could buy a dog. I bought I bought an F-150, and I got the Lariat, and I definitely did not need to get that bougie of a truck. But see, Is it the five-and-a-half-foot box? Or the uh, it's a regular, regular size oh, you box have a, in the back. Uh, do you have a four-door or a... Uh, like the, the, the two short regular th- doors and then like the smaller doors. Yeah, because you don't have... Two little rugrats that would kick the back of your seats constantly. If I had children, they'd have to ride in like the bed of the <laughs> truck because like my truck is so full of fishing crap. Like I have all my musky stuff and all like my bass and other stuff and all my rods in my truck at all times during the go? open water season, and that's probably why I broke that one rod because <laughs> I have like eight <laughs> rods in my truck at once and they all get tangled together. And so that's, when you're that's why you use rod sleeves and then they don't I, get tangled. I know. I know a good place to buy them, you know. Where's that, where's that John? <laughs> Tunedupcustomrods.com. Have you ever seen a rod coffin before? You know what that is? No. So it's a lot of the bass guys use it. like the tubes? It's not a tube. It's like, it's shaped like a coffin. So it's wider on the, on the back and it's narrower in the front and it goes on top. So like if you have a, a bed, I don't, mm. do you have like a topper? I don't have a topper, yeah. no. So it's like the pro guys, they have toppers and it's like eight feet long and it just is like a, it's like a bass boat rod box, super legit rod coffin. Wonder, I, do they make fly rod tubes too? I don't know. Because I know that one right over there, you can have for free. No, no, no. I don't said free anymore. for like nine months. No one's taking that. I'm gonna put five dollars. Somebody will take <laughs> it. Someone will buy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, can I have this? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll put bucks. a tuned up logo on it. Put it up front. You somebody, can split the sale. Somebody will buy it. Yeah. No. Uh, when I go out west, there's a lot of people that have uh, fly rod tubes on the top of their Subarus. It's, it's, they made this so that you didn't have to worry about your, your reels. Yeah. Like that's it's wide enough in the back. So the reels are, oh. they just, they just lay flat. Gotcha. I wonder if they have one that's like the whole roughier truck that I could put up there. Yeah. That's what it is. It, but oh. it's, it's for, it would be perfect for a guy with a, a topper. I don't think it would work without a topper. No. I have a topper. You could have a, <clears throat> one of those racks though. Like the, the ladder racks. Yeah. yeah. Just set it on top of that and maybe even on a hinge and you could bring it down, unload, put it back up. I've looked at the deck system too. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. The deck, D-E-K-E-D, decked. It's like it's just one of these web deep. websites that I have to search that I should be very, be very careful. Ca- yes, spell be very right. careful when you spell that one too. De- no, decked. 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 It's, it's like 18 inches deep and it runs the whole bed of your truck and it's super hard plastic so you can still like put, put an ATV on top, on top of it. Um, but it has two full-length roll-out um, roll drawers. Oh. And you can just load it up. They have, like, gun drawers. They have 
tackle drawers, it's legit. That would be neat. And it's not, you don't like drill into your truck. It just kind of sits in there. there. Hmm. You're looking at it, right, John? I'm looking at it. Nice. I, they don't make it for my truck. My truck's too old. Yes, they do. Just kidding. Oh, that's pretty legit. Yeah. You I know how many Senkos you could fit in that thing? Well, I know how many I know how many Scott Martin puts in there because he's the guy that I follow that uses it. That's kind of cool. I would like one for. Look oh, at the look, look at, at the gun the, ones. Look at the gun yeah. ones. Yeah. I mean, for a guy that used to competitively shoot, that would have been really cool. When I had a life. This guy literally has a pallet of cinder blocks on top of this thing. Yeah, it's a, it's, it holds all the weight. People put their four-wheelers and whatnot on it. $1,500. So I'm curious about the kayak more. Thanks, yes. Tom. Thanks, producer Tom. <laughs> Sorry. So <laughs> when, you get, when you get to the lake, what do, you, do you back your truck up, pull it out, or do you have a little cart? Or I, So I usually just park wherever, like in the parking lot, depending on the lake. Usually I just like to stay out of people's way because it takes me a long time to load my kayak up. So I'll just park in a parking spot, and then I pull my kayak out so like the front end sits on the ground and then I put my wheel cart up inside of it and like block it off so it doesn't fall out again and then when I bring it out it just comes right out onto the wheels and same for when I'm loading so I keep the wheels under the front of the kayak so it's like a teeter-totter brings the end of my kayak directly up to my tailgate so I just have to push it over nice because the first time I brought my kayak home and I tried I'm like I gotta practice loading and unloading this thing by myself because it weighs a hundred and some pounds right I tried lifting it from the ground up to my, and it threw my back out instantly. And I was like, cool, now I can't fish for like a week anyways. <laughs> so we're going to have to re-approach this. So yeah, just my wheel cart. And I just load it up. Once I take it down to the launch, I just lift the front of my kayak up and let the wheels fall out. Usually if there's an angle, the wheels will just roll to my feet and I can set it down or I just have to pivot. And then you just the tie kayak. it off and run your wheels back to your truck and then... Nope, I just throw the wheels in the back of the kayak. Oh. So, okay. like, my back of my kayak has a metal bar, and, like, between the plastic and this metal bar that sticks out, I just slide my wheels down inside there, and they stay there. Do you keep any of the fish that you catch? Hardly. Hardly. Musky steaks are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, everyone. I'm not going to burn so it. So, if, go. if you did, though, <laughs> what would you do? Like, put a stringer on, or...? You'd probably have to. The, I've thought about keeping fish. I've done it once in the kayak, but I brought like a cooler bag and put ice in it and then just threw the fish in there with the ice and just let it be. That was like early spring pan fish. Sure. But yeah, a stringer would probably be the easiest. I think if you got one of those metal, like, like meshy kind of. The old school baskets chain. with the top. Yes, the baskets. Those things work great. I know. I, I th- used to love them as a kid because you bring back your catch and. They were, they were wonderful. Yeah, they're nice. But the only thing is I think it would cause too much drag on the side of the kayak. So when you're trying to, like, control boat control in the kayak, it would pull to the side and throw that off. It would off. probably be easier to have the weight in the kayak, Just like a cooler. Ca- yep. than yeah. you know. Do they make an outrigger for kayaks? So, like, if you needed to lean over and catch a fish, it wouldn't tip over all the way? Maybe. I'm curious about that. I, th- I think... Tommy, she's alluding to that we, you just need to be really well balanced. Well, I'm not well balanced. So. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I would tip one over instantly. You, no, if you you've seen a fishing kayak before, right? Yeah, I have. It's very different. It's not like a not like the little Walmart ones. Like a lot of people stand up and fish out of them. Yeah, I can stand in mine and like hook set fine. It's just. Then it's 36 inches wide. So I'm just picturing myself hook setting. And it's what, instantly what, like, falling. Instant samurai <laughs> when it pops out of the lily pad and comes that mock, oh shit, right at my face. And I go duck out of the way and then fall out of my... It would be spectacular. Yeah. 
I, I sent a what, it was number six rip and wrap in my stomach at mock oh shit and it went like in and it was like it didn't even bounce or anything it just went right in and I was like oh so I unhooked it and hooked on a new one and started fishing again and my dad's like what, what are you what are you doing I'm like it's really in there and he goes well you have to stop fishing I'm like I got like 15 minutes until dark can't we just finish this out and yeah I pierced my belly button you should have just left it in there and just like capped off. It the was hook. in there for like three hours. Did you like push it? Because you push it through though. Yeah, but your stomach, like where your belly button is, really it's stretchy, tough. and you can like. <laughs> it was actually fairly comical because it was barbed, obviously, right? Oh yeah, it was barbed. It was the little tiny hook, so it was really hard to get through, and we we did manage to get it out. It's like cutting an umbilical cord. Oh, it was right through that, and then if, you know for the next hour, my whole family's making fun of me because I have you know two little vampire imprints, and it's just. A band-aid right in the middle of my stomach. See, Nicole, I told you he's gross. I'm not gross. I've got gross stories. <laughs> I've hooked myself a few times. I have as well. Thankfully, not with musky size hooked, just smaller oh ones. Oh, my gosh. But my dad has been the lucky one that has had to pull all of those out. I mean, the a musky poor man. Push <laughs> them through and then cut them off? Uh, the one was kind of in the webbing between my thumb and my index finger, and that skin is, like, surprisingly tough. So he had to just pull that one directly out. And then one was in the back of my head, Ooh. and that hook broke when I tried to pull it out myself. So then he had to, like, push it through and Ooh. bring it out. That's Brutal. probably why he worries about me so much when I'm fishing alone <laughs> all the time. He's got a reason, I guess. Yeah, I... he's just constantly calling, is everything okay? Please be careful. I'm like, oh, I had a guy that I used to work with, Dave, used to work at a hardware store in White Bear. He caught a muskie in a canoe up in the upper St. Croix, went to unhook it, yes. and he says, I made a mistake, and he got the hook through the palm of his hand mm-hmm. with the fish on still. Yeah. And the fish just came unglued. Mm-hmm. Got the hook out, but he like he came to work, and he had a legit like hole in his hand and I'm like nope I don't know if I could ever do that it was it looked like the most painful thing ever yeah I keep my hook cutters close at all times for if that ever happens and I've almost had it happen once I have like a scar on the inside of my palm from usually when I'm musky fishing and I unhook a musky I take the lure out of the net before I try to take the fish out just because if they thrash I don't want a hook in my hand well in this instance the hooks one of the set of hooks got really tangled in the net I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't want to mess with it. I'll just take this fish out. Well, sure enough, I grabbed the fish. It went crazy, and this hook just grazed the inside of my palm, like so close to going right in. I'm like, after all these years of musky fishing, I know it's going to happen someday, but it's never going to be ready for Is it. that the musky flop video that's on Facebook? Uh, no, no, the one where I hug it. I yeah. bear hug it. No, that was a different. That would just happen. That one. The or the posting, hug. the posting at least just happened. That yeah. posting just happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying. So this year, I'm like posting a muskie a Monday. So I do have yeah. some muskies banked up just to like <laughs> keep posting. I'm not posting them right when they happen. Also, I just don't want people to know. I know people look at the backgrounds of my pictures. So like, I don't want them to know like, yeah. oh, today she caught one in this exact spot. No, I'll post it in like a month. And they'll be like, oh, she caught one in this spot. Joke's on you. It was it's, like a month ago. Or will you post it on ago. like Facebook or I wonder Facebook or Instagram, does it <clears throat> get rid of the metadata? So it doesn't have your like GPS coordinates there? I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise they'll know your spots. Well, they're all from my GoPro. So I don't know if that location stuff really sticks with the, and I, when I put it through like editing to tweak the colors to be oh, more sure. normal. Hey, we have a caller guys. <laughs> Please tell me it's not Allie. <laughs> You know hey it. guys, oh. and is this Nicole too? This is Nicole. Nicole, this is my uh, wife. Fangirl, fangirl here. This is my wife. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's Allie, longtime um, listener, many time caller. We also have a rookie on the line. We'll oh. just call this person the rookie. Hello. Oh, goodness. Right. Sounds like my daughter. Got my daughter. Got my daughter, Kira. The rookie. The rookie. Okay, the, the rookie. rookie. <laughs> who yes, happens the to rookie. live the, with, the, who happens to live at your house or is at your house at this kind of time? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's some rookie here. Anyhow, we've got just a really, really important question. We don't even know how to answer it. I just can't wait to we hear We don't it. know what we would say. And so, Nicole, I'm interested what you would say and kind of maybe what the other guys would say. But if you weren't on water or ice fishing and you had to be outside, you couldn't be inside like reading a book or watching TV, what outdoor activity would you do instead of fishing? Well, I, th- before you hang up, this time I want you both to answer this question. Because every time you ask you ask questions and you then you let us answer, but yeah, I want to hear like, your answers. Okay, I'm gonna hang up. I'll listen listen on the radio later. Yeah, you can listen um, to this ours answer, but I want to hear yours first. Gosh, I don't even I don't have one right now. No, no. Watching okay, TV here. outside. <laughs> oh, oh, ask the blame to me. Okay. Um, I go skiing. Downhill. Skiing, okay, all right. Downhill snow skiing, yeah. Not, not water skiing. I, I no, assume. I assume. No, 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 snow snow skiing for sure. Uh, r- rookie, I'm surprised. I thought you would have maybe said four wheeling at the cabin. No, now you're. I don't know anymore. Well, you've an- you've answered. <laughs> that's your, answer, that's your pick. That's all you get to do now, Allie. Um, I guess I would probably say uh, hiking a mountain. Or hiking a beautiful scenic view, and then there has to be like a nice chair to sit along the way and, and just absorb the quiet. See, I thought you would have said doing your MBA homework on our pet, on our porch. <laughs> What's the opposite of that? <laughs> Not doing your MBA homework on the porch. Yeah, calling it is it is it calling into your favorite podcast and and Nicole is that the opposite? Is that the accurate answer right now? Oh, now that you're on the spot, you don't want to be on the phone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Allie, uh, rookie, thank you for uh, thank you for your question. Do you yep. guys want do you want yep. to stay on the line or do you want to hang up and listen? No, no, we're going to hang up and listen. We don't want to we don't want to cause any static. No so. more intrusion. Yep. yep R- rookie's got school in the morning. Yeah, I mean it's, maybe. It's we're not time. quite sure who the rookie is, but yeah, the rookie probably yep. has school tomorrow. No, I've got work tomorrow. Yep, yep, we all got our own personal work. And yeah, also I'm curious what what are the people on this podcast doing tomorrow? Nicole included, Tommy included, because I always feel like that's really an interesting question. That's the that's you get a twofer. Oh, okay. follow up, nice. Okay. What are you doing tomorrow, Allie? What are you doing tomorrow? Work in school. Okay, sitting on your porch, working on your MBA. <laughs> that it's probably going to happen tomorrow night. <laughs> okay. Thanks Bye, for guys. calling. Bye. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's not the first time she's gone. No. <laughs> I'm not sure if you actually text her or she just. She did not. I I was just texting her. Hey, we got a guest tonight because normally she calls when we don't have anyone to talk to. So what's your answer, Nicole? Yeah. Um, your go to so without can't, fishing. Can't fish, but be outside. Probably hiking. That, that's what I did today. Just like walked around and checked out some waterfalls. And that was fun. I would like to actually hike Water. more. 
Waterfall. waterfall. Sorry, well, I, I was like waterfall. I'm like, oh. No, no, I don't <laughs> care about waterfall. <laughs> Ducks like, and geese. Ah, no, I just waterfalls. learned. I just learned you can make uh, like goose fajitas, and apparently they're pretty good. So that's you what could probably fajita anything, John. I know. But. See, I was told the best way to cook a goose is to like cook it, it on a rock and then throw the goose away and eat the rock. That's, <laughs> That's what I've learned too. <laughs> that but. is the my favorite answer I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that. I always hear wrap it in bacon, cook the cook the bacon, and then throw the goose away and then just eat the bacon. Oh, so you stole her joke? Cool. Yeah. Cool. No, no, no. But I mean, that's the same. But the rock is better. Yeah, it was better. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> F off, Dan. Yeah, that's okay. So fair. she's hiking, and then what are you doing tomorrow? Because that's I have to work. Oh, uh, so what do you do for a day job? I'm a nurse. I'm a registered oh. nurse at a nursing home. So oh. I work three twelves a week. Thankfully, a day shift, but I have to be in at six a.m., which is always a bus tomorrow. Kill. Oh yeah, but I'm gonna leave here and get to. I got to drive home. I'll get home at like 10, 30, oh 11, depending on when we leave. But I'm a night owl anyway. So I'm like up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning every night. Oh, get we'll get along great. I feel like a legit shithead because I rescheduled from yesterday to better suit my schedule. Now. Well, <laughs> and she's going to be working eight hours from if, right now. If you're calling the kettle black, Dan. <sighs> That's God's work, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. it really is. We, we got lucky through COVID. I mean, we we didn't have... We had one COVID case in like the almost the first two years, and then we kind of had our explosion of it at my work, but no one ever got super sick. No wow. one had to go to the hospital. Nobody passed away from it, so that was... I work in medical here in the cities, and some of our nursing homes got ravaged with COVID. It was bad. It, yeah. was, it was really bad. Yeah. I have some friends that worked in the hospital, and it was some horror stories. Yeah. It was not good. Where did you go to your RN training? Uh, CBTC Technical College in Eau Claire. Okay. My niece is getting ready to start school. She's a senior this year. She's well, looking for nursing programs. Yeah. We need nurses bad. It's just like everywhere is short staffed and like nursing and like CNAs is just so bad. We can't, we can't bring in residents cause we don't have people to take care of them. And then you can't have residents in and then you're not, your facility's not making money obviously. And then you know these people are just sitting in the hospitals waiting for placement, taking up beds that other people need, and it's just this vicious cycle of unfortunate. Yep. Yeah, I, in school, I'm a teacher, and we have a hard time finding nurses, too. It's challenging. Challenging. Yeah. Okay, well, John, yeah. go. Uh, what am I doing tomorrow? No, outdoors. Oh. <laughs> well, obviously not outdoors. Uh, mine would probably be grouse hunting if I had to pick one sport. Okay. 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 I okay. love trying to kill those things. Trying. Yeah. Keyword. There, there's a keyword of trying. Now, grouse is a good bird. Yeah. It's a tasty bird. They are delicious. Um, grouse wild rice soup is probably my favorite of all time, if I had to pick one thing. Or grouse in a pan with bacon, or just grouse. And what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I'm working. In your day job? Uh, I sell paperboard, which is, relates to beer cartons and ammo boxes. And then I'll work my other evening, late evening job at Tuned Up. What do you do there? Uh, tomorrow I'll be finishing. You're the owner and the janitor, aren't you? Yep. I am the head floor sweeper. We're hiring. Yep. TunedUpCustomRods.com. Please come work with me. I don't bite. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah, it is. Sometimes I order pizza. It's been a while. Dan, yeah, you're, you're outdoors? <laughs> Golfing. Really? Golfing? Golfing. I love golfing. Golfing is this. 
I like golf too, but like that's like that's your number one after fishing. I gave up. You golfing. go around and whack a ball, and it's the dumbest fucking sport in Ooh. the world. Oops. And Nicole's <laughs> nodding her head. I agree. Feeling I'm super so judged sorry. right now. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, grouse hunting is fine. Too. Actually, uh, I call it whack fuck because <laughs> whenever I hit the ball, it's whack fuck. <laughs> you know, golfing is a lot like uh, uh, hiking with a point. It's like you're hiking for a reason. It's like hiking that you have to pay yeah, for. Yeah, but it's so much hiking just to hike and see things is so much more relaxing than like hitting a ball and being like, shit, which tree did I just <laughs> hit? Or like, oh, that's in the water and I just lost money. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm the same way. And there's Depends. people around usually. At least you can drive around on a golf cart and like drink a Bloody Mary. That's probably the only good thing. I mean, that does happen. So I do have to <laughs> tell you my one golf adventure because I, I went golfing once for actual trying. It was this uh, like a... I don't know, a hole three or hole five or something like that. It was a par three, but it was like a horseshoe shape hole with like a bluff on the side. So you're supposed to hit it down and then back up to the green and then putt for par three. That's what the little diagram showed. Well, I drove it and I shanked it so bad to the right that I went up over the bluff and then just my ball was gone. That's what everybody thought. When I walked down there and it's right on the green. It's literally impossible to hit it that way, but I actually shanked it and did one one good thing. Probably felt good, didn't it? It did. And then you want to do it again, didn't it? That was the absolute, the one thing I did right. I lost a club. I, yeah. You sound, uh, sounds like you're not good at it. No, <laughs> no. I love golf. I used to golf all the time. And when we had kids and I started fishing, it had, I had to kind of choose. It's either fishing or golf. Oh, you chose right. And I chose fishing. Choose wisely. Uh, but I'd love golf. I would golf more if I could. Um, hopefully, as the kids get older, time permits, I'd like to do more. What what is what is appealing about golf? I like the activity of golfing. I like actually hitting the ball and trying to score low rounds. I like to I like to compete against the game. I like the game. Okay, it just it has it does nothing for me. It's like watching NASCAR when there's no accidents. <laughs> it's like I just conk out. I'm like this is boring. I've paid money and traveled to watch pros golf before. So I like golf. Tomorrow I'll be working. Follow-up question. Good times. I have to do a shift at school tomorrow. Good times. Tom, outdoors? Flying. <clears throat> Does that count, though? Does flying an airplane count as being outdoors? I don't I, think so. You you're are outdoors. No, but you're... It's Can't like, you leave the that's window That's like open? driving a vehicle, though. What do you think? I would consider driving an outdoor activity. I don't hey, you can't really yeah. do it indoors. You're literally inside of doors. Small ones. Okay. Pick something else then. We're not going to no, argue. No, 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 no. I 100% would take flying. Well, I would that, take flying. I would. I, I love to fly. That's, Why that's, would you fly? What a stupid pursuit. I can't think of anything I'd rather do. It's not, I, don't, I don't consider that outdoors, though. It's yeah, not it's, as dumb as golf. I was trying to gang up on him. You guys all attacked me. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's golf sucks. You picked a stupid one. Just it's listen like, to Robin Williams' uh, jokes about golf. Then, then I enjoy golf. You hate flying, John. But if I had to... I have to fly. I have, if, to, I have to... In in 45 days, I have to fly. I'm already anxious. Like, I have, to go to, I have to go to Chicago, and then I have a turnaround flight, and I go to Austin, Texas. And I am terrified awesome. to go to Texas. That's awesome. Texas I don't, is cool. No, yeah. I don't like flying. Yeah. I don't, I, Texas is fine, but I don't like flying. See if there's any shows at uh, Stubbs Barbecue or down there. Get yourself some Xanax. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, just call the doctor and just be like, I need something to calm me down. Xanax. Or John Mulaney has a whole bit on trying to get Xanax for being afraid of flying. Ends up with a proctal exam. It's amazing. 
That's, what ex- example? that's exactly Pro- well, prostate. What did I say? Proctal pro- prostate. <laughs> I, don't what, I don't have a proctal anymore. I don't think <laughs> you probably do. And that can take it out. <laughs> flying Tom. If flying, flying option B, if you don't like flying, uh, <clears throat> I'd have to pick motorcycling, which I think is truly outdoors. And then, uh, the cancer re- of transportation or the cigarettes of transportation, the cigarette of transportation. Yep. Or else I really enjoyed outdoor music festivals. It's kind of weak, I understand, but... Apparently, it's way better than golfing. I've been lucky enough to go to Red Rocks a few times and stuff like that. Really enjoyable. I've been there. We were there together. I don't know if I do an outdoor music festival. I feel like I would end up like in a porta potty with a bunch of pizza boxes and a mosh pit or something. They're fun, but they're so dangerous. Yeah, that's... They're so dangerous. What, I mean... What's dangerous for different oh, demographics? See, it's just uh, maybe my own bad experience. I mean, like, like usually, like X Fest. Oh, Do you guys Country remember Jam that? And Eau Claire, uh, well, that's just a bunch of Wisconsin like, people. Just usually, just drinking, and it's hot out, and then you're dehydrated, and you don't know, and then the next thing you know, you are waking up from a blackout <laughs> with your head in your hands, throwing up in front of everyone in the world. But at least they're all <laughs> cheering you that, on. I might have had that same experience <laughs> at a music festival one time. I mean, that was super specific, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was really yeah. specific. Felt like that was it's not, not a, like that ever happened to me. <laughs> it's a, you learned it in nursing school, right? Yeah, it was right. a nursing hey, school. Hey, don't you put the IV bags in you, and then you're good to go for round two. See, I hate needles. I can poke people all day long, but if I'm the one like getting a needle in me, I just don't. Do you know do what I learned well. about needles, and I think it's the greatest trick ever? is pinch your own butt when you get the needle thing in and then you focus on <laughs> lord what <laughs> i just have it's a you're gross what that's what it is it's pinch, just your pin, gr- pinching your butt is not gross you yeah, literally pinch your it butt it really is kind of gross <laughs> i see if so i'm ever a nurse and the good person i have to poke is like can you just like count down so i can pinch my butt in time i'm gonna be like excuse me right? absolutely not <laughs> yeah. just like poke or, yeah not cool you I can mean, pinch your thigh i'm or glad something. that it works for you <laughs> just saying it works it's I, funny because you're so short when you're saying this. Like you're so short in that chair. Do you awesome. realize my legs are like up inside the table because it's like <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph in this booth thing? When we went to Red Rocks for Trampled, drinking alcohol at altitude, whole, totally different animal. Like I had like three beers and I was ready to get carted out of there. I remember we went up on Pike's Peak and you were struggling. I don't do well at altitude. Altitude really is bad for me. Especially one when you're time, dehydrated. One time Danny and I were flying together, and I took us up to 11,000 feet, and I, I wanted c- to come I, down. I could feel it, and you were over there. You were huffing and puffing. And I, I wanted to come down. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. We should take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break. I really have to go to the bathroom. All right. Pinch that butt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be ready to go here. <laughs> Just a useful, fun fact, okay? Yeah, it is. It different. works really well. Great. Great to know. That's going to be the title of this episode. You play golf. Pinch your butt. (laughs) Pinch your butt. Pinch it off, John. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right. This is for Eric Brown. Hey everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman talking about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. This is the time to get in your order for your custom ice rod. Ice season's coming. Make sure you use our promo code ICEMAN at checkout to save yourself 10%. And we're hiring if you're looking for a job. 
And also, check out Freedom Baits. That's freedombaits with a Z at the end.com and use the code ICEMAN for 10% off on your order. Hand poured, high quality plastics made right over in Wisconsin. Uh, and if you're trying to keep that beer cold because it's still pretty warm out, Maluna Coolers is it. Made in Brainerd, Minnesota. Use the code ICEMAN for 15% off on your order. Roller molded, high quality coolers. And I'm super excited to get to talk about our newest sponsor, Ice Camp Outfitters. If you're looking for a premium destination on Lake Malax, Ice Camp Outfitters is the place to go. If you're not following them on Instagram and Facebook, you're missing out on some of the best ice fishing content out there. And those places are available for you to reserve at icecampoutfitters.com. Make sure you tell them that the Iceman sent you. The Iceman sent you. Welcome back. All right. I'm so excited that we have a new sponsor. I like Ice Camp. I, I had so much fun up there last year fishing with them, and we're going to be doing a live show out there this year, boys. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, that might be the one time I get to go ice fishing. I, we, <laughs> I stayed with them three times. I caught one walleye. Dan, your <laughs> life and my life are so much different. That's also not a good thing to say about them. It was not them. It wasn't it was their the fault. Lake. Oh, do you yeah. remember ice fishing last year? No, I mean, you kind of do. I uh, The one time I attempted to go ice fishing, it was 75 mile hour winds. There was like no ice until December, and then it was cold, like too cold forever after that. Yeah. Malax was awful. It was. It's awful to me every time I go. I don't it think I've caught a whale. I've never caught a walleye out there. It is my white whale. I caught a walleye out there, and I traded it for an iPhone. Down the hole. That's true. I saw it. Ah. Yeah, it was an expensive walleye. Was, with you was guys it a big tra- walleye? At least it was. Yeah. A, it was a nice one. I mean, it wasn't huge, but it wasn't big enough to keep. Well, no, I, it was. It, it was, wasn't in the slot. It wasn't in the slot, but it was. I mean, if it was a, a normal lake, it would have been a keeper. This might be the first year I didn't break twenty-eight inches on a walleye in a long, long time. I saw a guy catch a thirty-one on Winnipeg. He was like fifty yards from me. Been to Winnipeg three times. Biggest fish, twenty-four inches. Damn. What the f? My biggest walleye is 31. Are you going, are you going back break. this year, Dan? Yep. Am I invited? Yeah. You got to be Lutheran. You want to <laughs> come for the Lutheran Vens retreat? Are you going to do it on a weekend that I don't work? I can tell you when it is. All right. We can talk about it later. Yeah. On-air production meeting? <laughs> I want to okay. get a new Maluna, by the way, John. I want right. to get the 22. I was looking the, at it. The, the 22 is, is absolutely my favorite cooler. It stays in the truck with me all the time. It's If it wasn't teal, I would love it even more. I, I'm not sure which color to get. The only here's the only reason why is because it sits in the back of my truck and it, it, it like collects dirt. I want to get like steel gray. Is or yours tan. is yours different color than the one that uh, our last week guest Charlie got? Uh, the, he got chill blue. Mine is like is is Tiffany blue. Tiffany blue. That oh, my daughter okay. picked out the color, which I'm finding out that my daughter only likes one color, which is teal. So she's talked me into painting her bathroom teal, buying a cooler that's teal. It's just. And I just go go with the flow. I've had to repaint my older daughter's ba- bedroom twice because she grew out of her color. Do you mean the rookie? <laughs> no, I mean my older daughter, who might be the rookie. <laughs> I'm not sure. She might be <laughs> the phantom caller. No, the 22 sounds legit. Yep, 22 coolers is by far the, my my favorite. I still think that they need to step it up and make a uh, a bubbler, a bait bubbler, Maluna. So if I was going to tell Maluna to make one product, it would be a wheel kit. Yeah, because if you fill a 50-quart cooler, Rotomola cooler, completely full of stuff, and then try to lift it in your truck or drag it across a parking lot, it is literally impossible. You're heavy. It's they, a two-man lift. There's already products out there that do that. Charlie actually just bought one for his Maluna. I feel like that's something I want to take down a giant hill. 
Are you being sarcastic? No. Look at this thing. Does it have brakes? I don't know. I don't care. That makes me nervous. <laughs> it looks like a scooter. It looks like a soapbox scooter. I like living on the edge. That's fair. Yeah, I, it, they do get heavy. Anyway. Okay, so what were we talking about before we went on break? Do you ever... Uh, sorry, Pinching this, your I'm butt? Just, <laughs> come on, Tom. We were over that. <laughs> we were over that. I just had to bring it back. I was going to ask you, Nicole, do you ever um, musky fish with live bait? Like yeah. the big suckers? Yes, on your big... in the fall I do. Um, I love using them, but like in the kayak, it's... I've, I've only landed one musky on a sucker in the kayak, and I've lost... I lost four in one day, and I cried a lot, actually. Mm. I cried while setting the hook on my fourth, fifth. Shit, <laughs> I lost that, and that made me cry even more. It was, the, like, with the saddest day of my life. I've lost probably eight muskies on sucker fish in the kayak, but I feel like the issue is in the kayak, it rocks so much. So you get when you have a sucker fish on, you want to get over it with your boat or whatever you're fishing out of. So I get my kayak over that fish, determine which way it's swimming away from me, and then set the hook back into the fish, so the opposite direction. But when you set the hook that close to a fish, you set and the kayak rocks back with you and then it rocks forward. And it, to try to keep that tension on that fish and like get a hard enough hook set has just been kind of a challenge. So I'm trying to kind of fine tune what I've been doing. I'm going to try out new sucker rigs this year and see if that makes a difference. Is it like a, like a quick strike rig, like two treble hook type of deal? Yep. So the one I was using before was like a metal clip that would go through like the nose of the sucker. And then you'd have one treble hook on one side of the sucker, one on the other. And typically you like to stagger those hooks. Well, the one I was using, the hooks were pretty much the same length. So I would try to stagger them, but then you'd have like a metal loop in it and it just didn't look nice. So the new ones I bought, their hooks are staggered and it has a small hook that you would put through like the lip of the sucker, like the nose of the sucker. So are they a, still alive at this? Like, do they swim? Yeah. Yep. They're, so they're fish, Dan. They're not, it's not a <laughs> minnow. When people are like, oh, you're fishing suckers for muskies. You're like, yeah, they're 14 inch minnows. Like a koi pond fish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Some people up in the UP like use trout, like really? quick strike rig trout. And that's probably illegal in Minnesota, I would assume. I have no clue, actually. Uh, I don't know. Pretty sure it's very illegal. Do not use this warning asterisk. <laughs> Did you see Major League Fishing get busted on Malax last week? No. No. Oh my gosh, dude! It was a, it was a giant controversy. To be honest with you, so Major League Fishing, the big bass fishing uh, league, the competitor to the Bass League. So they had their big, um, I don't even know what the name of the tournament was, up on Mille Lacs, And they have a provision in their rules where for one of their periods, the angler can use two lines. And the tournament director forgot to tell them that you can't do that in Minnesota. Oh. So oh. the DNR was out ticketing these guys. Ticketed Jacob Wheeler, like the guy who won Angler of the Year. Yeah, so there's a bunch of dudes that got fined by the DNR for fishing two lines in this tournament on Mille Lacs. And, you know, of course that is a big deal and it blows up. It's all over Facebook. It's all over Wired to Fish. And, the, I, you know, the, they have to come out and make multiple statements about how it's our fault and we accept responsibility and we'll pay their fine. And it was bad. Yeah, that's really bad. Honestly, though, why does Minnesota have that rule? Because in Wisconsin, uh, we can have three lines. So if I wanted two suckers off the back of my kayak, I couldn't keep casting. 
It's oh, that's you year imagine round. that hooking up with a, like a pair of muskies? I w- that you'd be like, yep, I'm done. When I landed my 50 incher, that was casting, and I had a sucker out the entire time. And a couple, I didn't realize I had drifted into weeds while I was like unhooking this fish, and my clicker started going off, and I about <laughs> shit my pants. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, what do I do? I, like, I have this 50 inch muskie in the net. Like, I want to get pictures with it, and now my clicker's going off. And like, do I need to set a hook on this? Do I, I can't let the muskie run with it because it could swallow the hooks, and I don't want to hurt a fish. But then I realized it was just stuck in weeds, and I was mm. like, okay, whatever. But yeah, yeah I just you could, could not just be, imagine be drug, having to drug along for a while. Like, I mean, wait, it'd be like Aquaman, yeah, yeah. getting pulled behind dolphins. Oh, yeah, that's that scared me. I that's yeah. Mm. I think the two, the one line is dumb too. Yeah, and I think this might bring it to the forefront for Minnesota. You know, to see a national tour come in and well, I mean, honestly, certain times of the year, two lines would be awesome. When I'm sitting with the family and we're slip robber and walleyes, it's really boring to but just also, have four lines out there. You, if you can do it ice fishing, what I mean, and it's not like you're going to change the limits. It's it's just you're going to be more, you know, you potentially could be more efficient. Or like my daughter, you know, that she have a slip bobber out, but she is she really fishing? Then I'd feel almost better just having her a, a slip bobber. I mean, she will set the hook, but it's not. Well, and I feel like. This could be controversial. Ice fishing is probably one of the times where like people could not pay attention to their lines as appropriately as they should. And that could be more detrimental to the fishing than just like having two lines year round and open water. You're hopefully paying more attention to your lines because they're, you're right in the boat with them. Whereas ice fishing, people didn't just go throw tip ups out and yep. drinking and, Oh shoot, we haven't looked at them in a half hour. And oh, there's three or four flags up in those fish have choked hooks and oh, or, you can't or, keep them cause they're not in this or have a bunch of rattle reels down all night long and just sleep through them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sounds like that happened to you. It's, it's happened. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's happened while I was there. I, I don't understand the rule. That's why you always sleep in the top bunk when you're ice fishing. I also don't understand why Major League Fishing would want bass anglers to have two lines. I don't know how you would bass fish with two lines. Uh, have you ever like uh, jigged for smallies with like hair jigs in the river and stuff like that? And then like you have two lines and you can dual jig i haven't but i can't imagine the panic of hooking two bass at the same time it's a trip because then you have to try to wind both of them at the same time yeah i did it in the dairy line flowage a couple times could it's, you just like set the hook on both of them and then just like free spool one uh what i did is you just set the hook and you kind of put the other one on your arm wind the one up quick and then like your body nets it and then you wind the other one up or you hand a rod off quick they can't net the fish I, that's what we did but i didn't i wasn't in the mlf I would like two lines for pan fishing. I'd like it for walleye fishing. I'd like it for trolling. Troll, I wouldn't use trolling it for bass would fishing. be sweet because then I could run, you know, four four rods versus two. Because two gets sometimes pretty boring. One gets really boring when you're by yourself. That's why you, you have kids, so you can have a second line. <laughs> Is that the whole reason Minnesota does it? Just to get more kids out on the lake? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, sometimes it's a, Ben, you want to go fishing? No, I don't really want to go fishing. Tell you what, you can bring your tablet. And we'll go to the gas station before we go, and you can buy twenty dollars worth of snacks. Get all the snacks. <laughs> He's like, "All right, I'll do it." He's up there, you know, half asleep. His rod goes off. He's like, "Can you get it?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was a big deal. That I did not hear. Oversight. I did not hear about that. But I've been kind of off the interwebs for two weeks. It was a big oversight. Really dumb. Mm. Do you do a lot of ice fishing? I do. I love ice fishing. It's probably I. I need to. I want to learn to ice fish for walleye more. That's like the one thing I don't really do. I'll set up tip ups for like pike and bass and like 
jig for panfish a lot, but walleyes is something I really want to learn this year. And I can do it on Red Lake, but anyone can catch walleyes on Red Lake, I think, on early ice. As long ice. as it's December. Yeah, yeah, early ice is, and that's when I like to go. But to get on a more back home would be cool. Malax, that kicks my ass every time. I think the only walleye I've landed on Malax was a guy had a shack set up next to us, and he heard it was, like, my first time out there. So his rattle reel went off, and he let me go in and, like, set the hook on it and fight it in. But that's the only one I've landed. That's kind of like can't cheating. Even, I don't count it because <laughs> it just it just doesn't feel right to me. But well, ice camp outfitters, yeah, might be a place to check. If they're them. biting, ice camp will get you on the fish. That's yeah. for sure. So. It's just well, such a tough If we just lake. had a normal winter where we'd kind of get cold, we get some decent ice and a little bit of snow here and there, not four inches of ice, three feet of snow, and then make a big slush pot. Yeah, because I think there was a ton of slush last year, wasn't there? They couldn't get out of garrison until March. Yeah, I just don't like slush. To me, is such a evil term that I just don't. I try not to remember. I try to block it out. Well, it's our third consecutive La Nina winter, so what probably going to look like last winter. I don't want last winter. I don't okay. know what I did last winter. Not ice fish. You made fishing rods. I made fishing rods, but I didn't. Ice you fish. ice fished a lot last year, actually. No, a lot more than you normally do. No, usually I go up at least. At least you get out like once every other week. I, only I don't know. I feel once. like you fished a lot more last year than you normally do. Fished open water, but I didn't ice fish for crab. Okay. I mean, when is the, do muskies close at a certain time in, in Wisconsin? Um, I believe now. So they used to close at different times based on like if you were in the northern part of Wisconsin or southern. But I believe they both close now at the end of December or if there's ice on the lake. You cannot target oh. muskies through the ice. Oh, I so thought you even used to be able to do it a few years ago. You used to be able to, okay. yeah. But it was always southern Wisconsin, and like they are hardly ever had safe ice by the time oh. it closed. I mean, you could find it, but it was not like you could get out to lots of spots. Could you spear muskie out there? I don't think you Gosh, can you unless you're Indian. You <laughs> I think I, the Indians still can, and I believe they still do, but I think that's the only. Okay. Yeah, I mean, kill, I've never been spearfishing killing before. Killing muskies are really a bad thing in Minnesota. Like and I and think Wisconsin. Wisconsin's Wisconsin muskie yeah. fishing is way bigger than Minnesota. Yeah, you muskies are a lot more plentiful in Wisconsin than Minnesota. Yeah, but I feel like, our, like Minnesota our has fish some, is, are huge. They're huge, yeah. But they're not very plentiful. But I think they're different strains, right? We're yeah. the Leech Lake, Mississippi strains, and you guys are like the chip off. The clear, load. yeah, the yeah. clear muskies. And so, like, Minnesota, you come out here, you can catch huge muskies, 50 plus inches. Was inland Wisconsin to catch a 50 incher is like awesome. There's yeah. lakes you can do it, but it's just not as, it doesn't happen as often as like Green Bay or in Minnesota. Yeah, and Green Bay, they get ginormous, yeah, right? Yeah, they get Because they huge. eat smallies. They eat seven pound smallies every day. <laughs> and walleyes, but we don't talk about that because in the no, walleye, guys muskies are like, don't oh, eat walleyes. Eat walleyes. No. But just the amount of people who fish for muskie in Wisconsin, it's way, it's way more prevalent. What's the big tackle shop? The like, uh, the Raleigh the, and Helen's yeah, musky shop. I was gonna say you yeah. have like the greatest musky shop in the world. Well, yeah, and you guys have Thorn Brothers though, and that's a. Ugh, that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they do a good musky. They, they do great. Muskies. They have a lot of musky baits. I'm allowed to shop there again, so. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Good for good to know. Well, we were kind of competitors for a long time. Um, but yeah, you guys, and I think there's just a lot more people that musky fish. 
and there's ton of, tons of lakes. Like, you can find lakes that are going to be a lot of numbers. You can, well, not a lot, but, but it's going to be in, more in of a numbers com- lake, and the comparison. odds of catching one yeah. is going to be much higher than, like, some of the, like, Minnesota lakes, where it's you're fishing out there for a trophy. Yeah, because I went the one of the last times I went sucker fishing late, I mean, it was very, very late in the year. Um, we caught one fish that was, like, I caught a 49-inch. I mean, that was kind of like average size for that lake. Yeah. It's like, it's not even that, wasn't even that big of a lake. It was a 600-acre lake. Yeah. And it's like, there was a lot bigger fish, but there was very few. Mm -hmm. There's probably legitimately 15 muskies that we knew about. And you'd know they would be almost so territorial that you'd almost, you You knew when you were in their area. Yeah. And you could, okay, this one, this spot's going to bite at six. This one's going to bite at 930. You knew exactly what you're dragging over. Have you fished on the Namakagan? On the lake? On Namakagan Lake on or the river? river? Uh, not the river. Is that a big musky river? I Isn't there don't a big know. musky Is it the Wisconsin no, River? No, you're thinking of Chippewa Flowage. No, there's a river. I, IDO did an episode on the river. The Wisconsin River is good in areas. Um, Chippewa River is good. There's different areas on each of them that's better than others. I think Namakagan River. It has to have muskies, I would imagine, because the Namakagan Lake has muskies. That's the one we floated on, right? Or canoed down? Uh, we've never, uh, I've never canoed down it, but I've been <clears throat> like four wheeling around there. No, you did when we went out to. Oh, when we went to that camp? Was yeah. That, was that Namakagan? Namakagan? I believe so. Okay. I know I've been four wheeling and they have some really, really cool, like. Uh, it's a canoe only river? Canoe up uh, <clears throat> camping spots and stuff on that river. Yeah, that could be it. I think you should try to catch a muskie on Mille Lacs in your kayak. Oh. So, See, like, in November. I had, uh, <laughs> I'm just if, thinking of, because, I don't know, every time I go on Mille Lacs, I don't think I've had a calm day on Mille Lacs ever. It's, like, always windy. six and a half foot waves by the Spine time I breaking. If I yeah. had a motor on my kayak, maybe I would give it a shot. But, like, that lake is so huge to pedal around and try to figure out where you're going to even... You almost have to do it at like sucker time, so it's like they're up shallow, you know, up shallower, like tight to a reef or something yeah. like that. And you could the North Shore. But gets then the a lot problem is, you know, Minnesota. That's another thing. You musky fishing out in Minnesota, you almost have to have two people in a boat, so one person can be casting and one person can be dragging a sucker. Because when I go out and I have just a sucker out, there's one river in particular. There's a hole that's really good, and like the muskies are super condensed in it. That's where I lost four muskies in one day. Like, then I'm fine with just having a sucker out and not worrying about casting, but to go on a lake and just drag one sucker, I think, would kill me. Yeah, it would be really boring. That's why you bring a child or another person. John's got kids you can borrow. Yeah, you can actually just throw them in the back of the (laughs) kayak. Just be like, don't move or we'll tip over. Put them on the tube. You talked about pulling a tube. Put them on there. Does that count as in your boat, though, to have another line? You could put put the rod holder on the inner tube. Put one of those float tubes back there. My daughter would sit back there. Give her a bag of Chex Mix. She'd be happy as a clam. Cripe sakes. (laughs) I think Hannah would have a lot to say. Hannah would be pretty My daughter absolutely never stops talking. Oh, see, point. I wouldn't like that. That's why I like oh, no, fishing no, no. by I mean, myself. Like, <laughs> you, it's to the point where you actually like you can't hear anymore because there's just so many words. You just completely oh, it's just shut like off. Just like white noise. Yeah. Uh-huh. My kid sat next to me yesterday during the Vikings game and just talked, asked me questions the entire game, and I was ready to murder someone anyways. <laughs> and he just wouldn't stop talking, and I was like, "Look, kid, I I love you, but it's you got to stop. Like I'm gonna lose my mind." <laughs> Poor Devin. 
I'm so I happy know. I just have cats. <laughs> they even drive me nuts, but I can like lock them in a room or something. You <laughs> like, can't lock a kid in the room. They get no. out. They'll call the cops. Are you a, are you a Packers fan? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just just curious. Packers. I can't I mean, really you're, say you're anything. You're close enough to Vikings land, but our first game, so I can't talk. Like I. Ah, whatever. I, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I don't like old. trash talk at all. See, just, Aaron Rodgers is on my shit list. I can't stand just, that man anymore. He just looks tired. He looks old. He's he not like as a crisp. Crackhead. All that too. <laughs> Who's worse though, him or Russell Wilson? Uh, mm-hmm. Who would you punch? Both. You punch I got both. two fists. I can handle both. <laughs> I'm <in> the, <laughs> he was your Badgers guy. See, I don't watch college football. Okay. So I don't care. <laughs> you watch more football than I do. I watch a lot of football. I, I mean, football. I watch about three hours a year. Dude. Russell Wilson is the fakest person on the planet. <clears throat> on the planet. Who does he play for? Denver? Denver. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. I know little about him. Other than he played for the Sea Ducks a while ago. Didn't you almost crash in Seattle? Yeah. Terrible, terrible city to fly in. <laughs> you got to quit scaring that poor guy. That's funny. No, I'm have four. No, it's Z- not. I'm gonna have four Xanax. I'm never. I'm <laughs> never gonna get him on an airplane if you if you keep talking like that. I gotta that. go on an airplane. I gotta work. I'm gonna trip. start no, sending I mean with him. me. Oh, no. I'm gonna start sending him uh, videos of the real ATC people talking about plane crashes. There's gonna be a no. guy that stands up and like, hey, I want to make an announcement. I'm gonna tackle him full on, full force, just drill him into the side. It's like, oh, I just want to announce. <laughs> that I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, and like you're going to take him. You probably would take him flying, Tom. I've asked you for the last year but to take w- me flying. This is the kind of person I want to take flying, though. I pay every time. <laughs> Let's go. I'd be hyperventilating. Right now? I'm actually like <laughs> super nervous about even talking about going flying. Tom, Tom's a pilot. so that's. I the- think if you went more, though, I'm not a big fan of flying. And cripe sakes, I'm, this is so. This is a lot. Do I talk about this? Yeah, do so it. So I uh, started... I met this guy on a dating app, okay? That, that's that. We went on one date, and our second date, I show up at his house, and he's like, so what do you want to do today? And I'm like, well, what are the options? He goes, well, we could go do this. I could take you for a ride on a helicopter. We could, and I was like, excuse me, what? Go rewind, and he goes, yeah, I fly a helicopter. Like we could, And I was like, I don't really like flying, but like, when am I ever going to say, oh, on a second date, I got to go on a helicopter ride. So I went on the helicopter ride and it kind of fixed. Helicopters are way different than planes. Like if you're scared on a. Yeah, but aren't helicopters theoretically not supposed to be able to fly? They're way more dangerous. But when you turn, when you turn in a helicopter, it's like, you're like, you're like staring at the ground. I I thought. But I'm not that scared of flying anymore after that though. Like it's kind of, it made me feel a little better after like in however long, maybe an hour or whatever in the air, you're just like, okay. I mean, if you... Sure. I think like, flying I don't a, give a damn. <laughs> flying in a plane like yours is like kayak fishing versus flying to Florida. Is kayak like fishing in going a, on a 22-foot... In a thing with propellers and goes thousands of feet in the air. You're just more engaged with the water. You're more engaged with the, with it, the motion. Flying the is very, very, very much like boating. You know, when you feel the turbulence, it's just like going over waves in a boat. But in a boat, if I fall out of the boat, I just splash, and I'm good. I fall out of an airplane, there's no splash. There's I mean, but you're, but you're done, and you're dead, and it's over, and that's it. Like, no. You're not even going to know. No, 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 no. You don't understand my life. I would never die <laughs> jumping out of an airplane. I would survive. I'd be real pissed off, but I would make oh. it. I'd land in, like, some, some <clears throat> bog and then have to crawl my ass out for, like, three days. At least you'd probably have a movie made about you, the man that survived. Yeah, maybe. That's right. 
When is Tango Bravo going to start sponsoring? I almost this died week? in Canada once, so I need I need uh, a few more I need income first. Yeah, exactly. I need some <laughs> more students. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I don't, I'm fine. It's not for me. That's that's fine. That's fine. Don't I'm do it. I'm already like I'm, I'm really freaking out already just thinking about it. It's really neat to go up when the ice is going on or coming off yes. the lakes because you could see so much detail. Like the, that's when I got to go. That's when I went and like seeing like the air pockets or like the shell. It's mm-hmm. so pretty. It's so pretty. And we flew. So Tom flew me over Malax and over Minnetonka. And like you can really see the points and the weed lines. Like you get a, a much better handle on the water structure. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. Well, and I think, yeah, because you want to do it right when the ice is going out because the water's the clearest, right? We flew over Mille Lacs in July. Oh, well, Mille Lacs I mean, is pretty clear anyways. But it also makes everything a lot smaller. You know, we were, we flew into uh, Sky Harbor in Duluth, and we could see Mille Lacs virtually the entire time we were in the air. It's like always there. It's, it's remarkably... Minnesota, Minnesota super's flat, which helps. And Can you see yeah. like Red Lake if you're flying over Mille Lacs? Oh, yeah. Wow. Everything you can see eh. so You don't think we can see red light? Uh, I don't think so. That's that's quite a way. I mean it, it, it all depends on how what altitude you're at, but I just remember Malax being visible until we were descending or almost maybe. But it was it everything shrinks. All right, I'll believe you. I did get some I did get some really good <clears throat> flying footage over Red Lake this year like in late March where the lake was com- still completely frozen, but it was it was like seventy days. Seven, I think it was like seventy eight days until the fourth of July is when I took that video, and it was still completely frozen up there. Everything was open up down here. That's it, yeah. Our ice is a whole different. Does so Wisconsin waters are, from my experience, are usually a little bit more stained. There's a lot browner Some, waters. Yeah, yeah. Do you, does your ice go out faster than ours? Because I I swear, like some of our clear lakes, like you get an ice. Forever, it feels like yeah, when it gets warm, because just because it's warmer. Yeah, I know we have some lakes that open up super quick, and then we have the ones that it's just like, okay, come on. Okay, but, you're like mid, you know, mid May. But like, that's like on, the please. time of the year I'm not even paying attention to lakes, and I'm like out trout fishing like on trout streams. Do you so, fly fish? Uh, I have, and I want to do it more, but I don't do it a lot. Oh. I've never fly fished, and I've never trout stream, uh, stream fish. So. So Fly that's that's how fun. I really like truly got into fishing is when I well I mean I fished a lot before but I went to her falls and I fished every day. Yeah. Every single day I'd show up in accounting one, two and a couple of business classes and waiters because I would always like try to like push it to the very edge of stuff and I would be the dude that showed up in a pair of hip boots or waiters <laughs> and River Falls is that south of Hudson? Yeah, well it's like Southeast a little bit. I'm trying to remember if that's where I went for my brother-in-law's bachelor party. Did you go to a golf place? We went golfing in Hudson. We fished on in Hudson and golfed in Hudson. And then we went bowling in Hudson. And then things started turning kind of gray. Mm. And then by the time we got to whatever town we went to, things were a lot darker. Oh. I just know that I wrote his name on every bathroom stall I could find. <laughs> and somehow I took a limo back to the hotel. And then the next thing I knew, I was waking up and... It was like one o'clock in the morning, or in the afternoon. I mean, did you put his number in the in the stall for you? <laughs> no, I wrote his <laughs> name plus his wife's name, and I was running around like it's my brother-in-law's bachelor party, and I was. <laughs> Johnny had to come save me. 
my brother. <laughs> it was a night. It was a great night. I think that was River Falls. <laughs> River Falls is an interesting town. Here, that's that's red in late March right there. That's wild. Late March. See, but look how pretty that is. How yeah. is that? And it's small looking. It like gives me anxiety looking at, uh, looking down. You see the that's the channel between upper and lower right there. Is Still that? just a little bit of open water there. Yeah, I've seen that, haven't you? Yep. That's All right, cool. so if you I can take one, some footage like that for you. you. We can talk about fishing or not. <laughs> we have one piece of advice about buying a kayak because I know you bought one, but you probably spent quite a bit of time researching it because the kayak thing is kind of intriguing to me. Not more of like. I think I could get access to waters that mm-hmm. are unfishable. Yeah. Like, cause I can't launch an 18 foot boat in a 400 acre lake that has no public access. Yeah. There's a, a ditch access, but you could launch in pretty much nothing. Yeah. But I mean, is there like, like a certain length of kayak that you, you went to? Cause I know you fit in it into a normal size truck. Yeah. I went with a 12 foot kayak. I, at this point, I, if I upgrade, I want a 14 foot, but then I'm going to have to probably get like a Y bar that goes into my hitch and sticks out past oh, my tailgate. Okay. So it just like supports and doesn't, but I guess that the biggest thing you have to look at, and there's a lot is going to be your budget cause they can, they're expensive. Yeah. Cause they, I, was, I mean, kayaks to me, you buy the wall, Wally special and it's like, Couple hundred dollars, twenty hundred and fifty yeah. bucks, or something. Maybe it's a, probably more than that now. But like you bought a legit These fishing. These are one. like four to six thousand dollars. So it's it's the, close to the price of a, a boat. A very ninety six lunker, ninety six lunker. Yeah, a yeah. small starter boat. Yeah, so it's going to be like budget, and then what you want to do with it is, you know, do you want one you that needs to be really stable? Like that's I wanted one that was going to be stable. That's why I went with. It's like 36 inches wide. I wanted a pedal drive. I didn't want it to be hands-free. So like stability, hands-free, and being able to haul it were probably my most important factors in buying the kayak. And then when I was researching, Hobie is, was like the main pedal drive kayak. Yeah. And now you have like your old towns and whatever well, other I feel like Jackson everybody kind of caught up to the craze. They're like, oh, like Hobie's like, hey, we build the best ones. And they're yeah. like, this is probably, there's some good money in mm-hmm. this. And then the other thing is like what kind of pedal drive or like fin system. So Hobie is a fin system. And if I go through shallow water or I see shallow water coming up, I just have to push one foot forward and my fins lay flat against the bottom of my kayak and I can go through inches of water. Whereas you have your propeller drive kayaks that have a prop, you know, your I feel like those are more risky that you're going to break a prop easier. And then if you're going to go through shallow water, you need to pull that entire thing up into your kayak. Oh, never thought about that. Until you're like out of that shallow water. Whereas I can just push one foot forward and I can keep fishing and I don't have a lot of crap in my kayak. Yeah, because if way. you're going over like a little creek bed or something like that, yep. the lake to lake, you could go over nothing water right. or, or a stumps river. stumps or like stuff like that. So that's why I like, and it mine hardly gets tangled in weeds. I can go through lily pads. I can go through like milfoil, whatever, heavy cabbage. It just kind of pushes it to the side where a prop drive stuff is going to get caught up in that prop and... Do I've you never, go to the micro power poles? I don't. No. no. I that would will, be that would be really cool. It would be nice because I could see myself. There's a, a place that I've tried to get access to, and it's pretty much impossible by a real boat. But it's in between the Pine River and the Mississippi, up in like Crosby, and it's just this huge intersection of two rivers. One's kind of clean, one's dirty, but mm-hmm. there's tons of smallies in the spring. But there are 
there's no way you can get access to it. You either got to trudge 10 miles in the woods and try to find something and then try to fish a, a broken uh, river's edge, or you got to try to drag a canoe out there. But I think a kayak would, you could get to it. They're but a, a little power pole would you just what's the funk? number one attraction of a kayak is it like solo fishing or getting places where normal people couldn't get or is it mine was just simply well one i can't back a trailer down and, and my dad's always been like nicole just learn like let's just go to a parking lot learn and i'm just like it scares the hell out of me that's so, a legit reason though i mean like it it's a trailer and maintenance like boat maintenance like i didn't i don't feel comfortable having a whole boat to like control and worry about like a trolling motor like, i don't know how to run a trolling motor that's terrible probably and i should probably learn someday but like maintaining good boat control with a trolling motor i don't i can't but it's probably because my dad also has a cable trolling motor so the foot pedal is like you it's hard to balance on that and stand and musky fish and all of that so i just wanted something simple and easy low maintenance and kayak and i like to fish alone it's kind of like my solitude it's my meditation if you will like being out on the water and just doing something repetitive and i if I'm stressed out, it takes my stress away. Or, like, I can think more clearly on the water and, like, prioritize my thoughts. And I don't have to worry about people <laughs> being around me. Because with my job, yep. I'm dealing with people in different personalities all day long. Mm -hmm. And I get so sick of humans. <laughs> I love to like, fish alone, too. I love yeah. it. And, like, I love my job, but it's just, like, I need that time away. And being you can by kind of almost it. time travel, right? You're out there and you're so concentrated on what you're doing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess I didn't eat today. Yeah. And now it's sunset. Like, wow, I haven't drank water all day long. I'm going to, yeah. well, no wonder I have a headache half, half the days of the week. You, well, you I don't just feel it dehydrated. until you sit in the, in the truck on your way yep. home. And you're like, oh, I, I broke something. Or yeah. you're something super wrong. sunburnt because you've been out. Like, yeah. You forget. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm peeling my whole body. My wife doesn't understand that almost trance-like state you can get into when mm -hmm. you're hyper-focused on where do I want the cast to go? Yep. What am I going to do with the next cast? And it's like golf. <laughs> See, but I, for me, like fishing, it is nothing like golf. <laughs> for me, social fishing is like kind of more of a social activity. So, like, I just don't understand the whole like appeal to going alone. I mean, I, I, I guess I understand it, but yeah, I feel like I would get over it pretty quick. I really like mm -hmm. fishing with people too, but that I'm doing less fishing at that point and more socializing. Uh oh. Is that my wife again? Uh, it's not my phone. John. Not me. I think it was my app tracker. <laughs> my wife just pinged me. She, she just pinged you. Just He's not, still at work. Not even joking. I think she just, that, was, that was her check-in. That thing. is the find my iPhone sound. Yeah. I. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just wanted to make sure I was live. Yep. Still That's alive. A good check. It's a good check. <laughs> She's this weird thing. She always thinks I'm dead here. So she got me this Life 360, which just now tracks every motion. She's like, you drive around a lot. I'm like, that's what my job is. <laughs> That's weird that it tells you. I mean, it's good, but like, I feel like those types of things they like wouldn't tell someone. Or, or, or it, so it would just be like constant pinging, bing, bing. Or it tells you when you're speeding. That's always the best one. She's like, "You're speeding." I'm like, "No, oh, oh. yeah, mm. oh yeah, I'm legit speeding, <laughs> trying to make an appointment." Oh yeah, how about that? Yeah, I'm feeling my entire life while I'm in my vehicle, just ping, 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 ping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm usually not a fast driver anymore. 
I, I got I, lakes to get to. I have right. Good stuff to do. Good stuff to do. Yeah. Does Sherburne County knock on what is the death zone for me? Do you ever feel when you're fishing with people that you don't feel like you're really in sync with that person yeah. fishing? Yeah. There's certain people that like it's just like oh, I can't fish with them. I like I have my good buddies that I fish with, but then it's just like I know there's certain people I don't want to fish with. I have I have a, a, a network of people who I fish with regularly, and there's a couple of people who I gel with, mm-hmm. where it's like we're thinking the same thing, and we kind of have the same way to approach a goal. Well, and, and that's it's, a it's also like fishing. like when you and I fish that tournament. There's a I hated that every minute of it. I was not going to say that. <laughs> He's never, like, I thought it went really well. Could never get in sync. It, it went just like I played my game of golf. <laughs> no, but we, we, it's like we actually fed off each other's like, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this until we found something that legitimately was working. Um, that makes a huge difference. You know, I've got a couple people who I fish with somewhat regularly who we just don't have the same way to go about them. One of like my brother Johnny, who's who wants to fish but also doesn't really care about it and doesn't really know about it and gets super impatient. Mm-hmm. So you'll be like, "All right, we're gonna go to this spot. We're gonna do this," and he does like three casts, and he's like, "You know, can you just tie something else on for me?" And I'm like, "No, I can't. You know, yeah. we're gonna do this now. We should move. You know, I'm hot." And it's like, "All right, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing yeah. this." <laughs> It's like, are the people, it's like, oh, I want to go musky fishing. I'm like, okay, we can go musky fishing. And then it's like four or five hours in and they're like, oh, like maybe we should do something else. And it's like, we're musky fishing. We're here for 12 plus hours. This is what we're going to do. We might not see fish, but we're going to grind this out. Or I don't know. Like I love fishing with people and seeing different tactics, but it's like certain ones, you know, you couldn't fish a tournament with them. Mm -hmm. Like tournament fishing is definitely different. I actually had a opportunity to fish the PMTT, which is the professional musky trail. Um, and it, you have to pretty much do it in a boat. I couldn't do it in a kayak. You have to have a partner. And it's like, I was trying to find someone to fish it with and I got so many offers, but it's like, I one, I don't know you. One, I don't want to fish a tournament with you because tournaments is a whole different mindset. You gotta, you really have to jive with that person yep. well and have a good picture of what you're going to do. And it's like, ah. Yeah, you could just say, oh, it's just for fun, but, but it's not. it comes down it to it. It's competition and it's pressure and you got to have that right person with you. Yeah, it, it really is a big thing. And then having the confidence, mm-hmm. right? I've been musky fishing a handful of times Yeah, and I had no idea where I was or who I was or what I was doing. Yeah. But the guy was like, I caught a musky here nine years ago. Yeah. And then you have no confidence. Yeah. You're and like, musky fishing's a mind game. Big time. A majority of musky fishing is the mind game of it because it just it gets in your head. And if you start letting it get to you, it's it's, it's going to ruin it for you. It felt like bass fishing with heavier, less comfortable equipment, knowing I wasn't going to catch a fish. Yeah. I was well, like, okay, well, I'm just going to bass fish and, and not catch anything. To me, it's like big like trophy buck hunting on public land. That's the way I feel. It's like, well, I guarantee there's one trophy buck here. But I don't really know, and he's probably way smarter than I think he is, and he's probably going to come out like two in the afternoon, look at me, and wave, and then walk around the no hunting sign or so. You know, it, it's like it's so more complex, especially down. I mean, I don't know if your muskies are pressured like Minnetonka muskies; those fish have PhDs in cowgirls. 
they know exactly what everyone, where everyone was made, how they were tied. It's like <laughs> that's why a lot of people catch them on Ned rigs. Yeah, because the muskie is like, oh, what's this? A gummy worm versus the thirty cowgirls that just went by in the exact same color. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes not fishing for them. You catch more. I mean, that's why I was super impressed looking at your social media stuff. It's like, I mean. The amount of fish you boat is ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. I like, granted, most of those fish are coming out of like numbers lakes versus like giant, like trophy lakes. I like, I have my trophy lake that I fish for that I got my 50 incher on. And I've caught a couple. It's where I got my big tiger this year and I caught a smaller muskie and I've lost some big ones this year on it. But it's like, it's such a monotonous lake because you're fishing the same shoreline and it's a weed edge and you're doing that all day long because that's just where those fish are so it's like a mile long stretch maybe not quite a mile but like i drift down it fish it turn around drift back up and fish it or and it's just back and forth and if it's a big wind i certain wind i can't fish it in the kayak because it's a big lake and i'll take waves over the side of the boat so it's like i have to like watch my days and moon phases and all of that that goes into it it's a it's well and sometimes muskies are I, i have fished a tournament a few years ago with a buddy and we we're fishing at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was throwing a top water and I was like, it's pretty much, I'm like, I should be almost done with this top water. And he's like, just keep throwing it. There's a muskie over here. And I had a muskie come screaming out of 25 feet of water right at the boat, just smoked this lure. And we're both like, did you just see that? I'm like, yeah. Where did that fish come from? Like it's, it's supposed to be way up. I mean, I was like burning it in and it came straight. Like it came must have right at the bottom, straight up. And crushed it. I'm like, that was the one fish we saw all day. I'm like, where did that fish just decided to flip a switch and go absolutely crazy mm-hmm. for that one split second? And then it's all over. Yeah. Obviously, didn't catch the fish or even get close to it, but. It, they're always going to eat when it's like the most random, least expected time. I feel like it's like, yeah. Uh. I've had multiple fish this year where it's like, I'm trying to adjust my shirt and like that's when it hits. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like the oh, the last four hours I was focused and this is like the point of the day you're gonna eat my lure and you miss it and you're like well am I gonna get another shot today like that could have been your only shot in a couple trips when it comes to muskies so but, is it feed bag time right now for them is this like prime yeah with this time? cool down coming once we get a little bit more stable cool down in that water just kind of it's going to start pushing all these fish shallower and trigger them to put that fall feed on. And then the bigger lures. And once the water temps get down low enough, you can start with suckers. And Yeah, what's your, I think ours was always like 50 degree water or lower. It was sucker time. Yeah, under 60, yeah. I would say. Just because, I mean, you can fish live bait anytime. I know there's people during the summer that quick strike rig pike and quick strike rig like crappies and panfish put them on bobbers or whatever for muskies and yeah suckers just don't survive the warm water they die really fast under quick set rigs when you're dragging them around that's why they usually go with like the pike and the panfish but i don't do that i i'd rather just catch them on lures i'd rather catch them on lures in the fall too but it's more fun suckers like it's more fun one one muskie trick that is really unorthodox that i learned from a buddy of mine that used to he used to guide all the time, but he, uh, I remember fishing with him on white bear and had a big follow and he's like, Oh, and he does the figure eight with, and the fish just disappeared. And he just like went batshit nuts. He like took his rod and he's like smacking against the boat, throwing the lure out. 
And he's like, I can't believe it. Sets his rod down. The muskie comes screaming back and crushes it. And I'm like, did you just figure out like the secret? Apparently, like it just drifted off just a little bit and then sat and watched that whole tirade. But that slapping of the water and like over a top of it just smelled. And every once in a while, he's like, it works once in a while. He's like, if it's nothing, they're falling and they're always hot, but they'll never crush it. He's like, I've followed it, picked it out of the water and just smacked it. And it'll just come up back up and crush it. I'm like, that's so weird. I've screwed up on like figure eight fish where I didn't see them. And like, I saw them as I was taking my lure out of the water and they didn't spook. They just kind of turned off. And I've like smacked the water, like just a short cast, smashed the water and it had them turn back and follow. So, I mean, that's something like, yeah. It's I've, something th- th- that can happen. Muskies are just... I don't know. I, I think also, they're super smart. I watched a video of a guy. I don't know where this video was from, if it was Canada, where it was. This guy had a follow on a bucktail, and this fish followed and followed and followed and followed and followed. And all of a sudden, he dropped his bucktail down and just started jigging it, rip jigging it. And the fish crushed his bucktail. And like the blades aren't spinning. It's not doing anything that it's supposed to. But for some reason, that fish is just like, all right, that looks dumb enough to eat now. Like, okay. <laughs> you, you got me on this one. You've been trying for a while. I might as well eat this. <laughs> like pity eat. So I don't know. I don't know why they do what they do all know. the time. What would you say the average hours fished per fish caught is for you for musky fishing? This year's been wild. This one's been, I've had a couple, like, two, three fish days where that's never happened before. Days. Not even. Honestly, <laughs> this year has been, I don't think I've hit the water for muskies before noon this year. So I'm get, I've been getting out between, like, noon and 3 p.m. and having two or three fish days. Wow. And that's not muskie time and that is, at all. And that is not how muskie fishing usually goes. No, usually you get up at 6 in the morning and fish until midnight. <laughs> and then, oh, but at midnight, oh, one, one comes, crushes it, and you're too tired to even do anything with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Hmm. They call definitely it the 10,000 casts. Definitely not 10,000 casts in between this year. But my first muskie season I ever fished, I fished with my dad. Not hard. We weren't out a ton, but we fished hard when we were on the water. I did not see a muskie until I caught mine on September 3rd of that season. And that was only because my mom let us go out fishing on her birthday. <laughs> so, like, big thanks, mom. We got my first muskie Ooh. that day. But it was that was a long, that was a long time, and I had just started out muskie fishing, and that was kind of soul crushing to wait that long. But as soon as that fish hit the net, it was done. It was sealed. It was something I needed to do. Maybe a good way to learn. Yeah. Right, if you would have had a yeah. twenty-three fish, if I would have caught off. so many or big ones right away, it maybe wouldn't have been so as exciting. I would have been cool, but like to know I put that much work in, and I think that's why I like musky fishing. Is it is work. So when it finally comes together, it's just like that reward. Yeah, it. I will tell you, it's a reward. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Well, Nicole, we really appreciate you being here tonight. Oh, I appreciate Thank you guys you so having much. me. Um, you know, follow her on Instagram. I'm going to keep following you, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. what, what's the handle again? Nicole underscore Lynn, right? Nicole Lynn underscore outdoors okay. on Instagram. An and then Facebook's just Nicole Lynn outdoors. Yeah, she yeah. posts all kinds of valuable information, catches a ton of muskies in a kayak, which I'm still trying to think of how I would set the hook. Cause if I set the hook on a sucker rig, it is like David and Goliath. When I set the hook, I mean, I am, that muskie is coming up and out right away, and I set the hook hard. Yeah, well, that's would, what you have to do. You I like would go ass over tea kettles just straight outside the, the <laughs> kayak. There's no way I would survive. Well, I, I've been inspired. I don't know if I've got the patience to, to really go for it, but 
I, I'm impressed. It, it sounds like such a cool deal. Let's go drag suckers, Dan. I got I got the lake for you. you got it launching a. Let's go buy a kayak right now. Dragging suckers. It sounds like they're not what fun way to do it. Don't you want to cast him? Well, I, I got a cowgirl. I, I like. Actually, I got the small one. I That's like the, the single blade one. A ghost tail. Hirsch no, ghost tail. It's like a mini cowgirl. I think it's called. I don't know. It was the only one that fit in the spinnerbait box that I had. <laughs> you bought a lure. I think there. I think you need to buy a Lakewood box now. Yeah. I think you might be right. I think you might be right to be replace my Cabela's bag. Lakewood, if you're listening. Yeah. Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being here, Nicole. Thank I you appreciate guys. it. Thank I'm you. Everyone. Sorry to have to make you drive home late. At no, night, you're just fine. This has been awesome. John? Dan? Tommy? Been good, Tom? Good times. Appreciate it. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks, Thank Nicole. You. Appreciate Check you guys. out our new sponsor, Ice Castle or Ice uh, Camp Outfitters. We'll be there in December. Bye.